I want to share with you what God's Spirit placed in my heart for you today. It's about identity. To a great degree, we live in a time where your identity, my identity. Matter of fact, I hear constantly in a certain network, news network, a commercial for identity theft. That you need to protect your identity. Matter of fact, I'll just state what it is. It's my wife and I, we got LifeLock. I'm not advertising for LifeLock. They don't pay me a cent. But if LifeLock is watching right now, and if you want to sow a seed into this church, please be inclined. We're not going to reject your offering. But LifeLock, we got our LifeLock thing. We both did to protect our identities. Because identity theft is a thing. It actually is. Someone picks up your social security number. If they have enough data regarding your personal information, they can take away, they can actually open up, get credit cards in your name. Some of you may have suffered already that unfortunate experience. Now they have title log, they can take away your home. It seems this, this inclination to take away things is prevalent in our culture. And the enemy came to rob, kill, and destroy John 10. But Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. But there's an attempt to take away your identity. So we, it behooves us to understand who we are. Yet, in order to understand who you really are, your identity, this is the problem. If all we do is preach about who I am without framing in its right context, without discovering the fact that you'll never discover who you really are until you discover who God really is. The I am of God precedes your I am. The I am's that come out of your mouth, I am, uh, I am a failure, I am defeated, I am a perpetual victim. All of that demonstrates the fact that you're myopic in your thinking, there is a lack of cognitive bandwidth, better yet, a spiritual revelation where you do not fully understand who you are. You don't know who you are because you're focused on you knowing who you are without knowing who God is. The I am of God is what enables you to say I am in the context of your God-ordained purpose and destiny. So before you go into I am, you have to know who I am truly is. Let me explain. I, the title of the message is Recover Your Identity. I am who I am says that I am. Simple. Who is I am? Let me frame it biblically. God's I am. Exodus chapter 3. Here it is. There's a man named Moses. And this man named Moses, uh, let's just say interesting history. And if you saw Prince of Egypt, the Disney version, or if you saw the old Charlton Heston Moses version, uh, there are certain things you should, you should not try to remake. Uh, and just for the Hollywood industry that I'm, by the grace of God, part of, there, there are things you should never try to remake, and that's one of them. So this reality of Moses, Moses had an interesting upbringing. He was a Hebrew boy who was raised and brought into a family, the Egyptian royal family. So he grew up believing one thing. All of a sudden, he discovered his true identity. In the midst of that, he encounters a man who was uh, injuring his real tribe, as a result of that, his people, he gets involved into an altercation. Moses had anger issues. And as a result of that, let's just say Moses expedited the other man's journey into eternity. He killed him. So with that being said, he hides, he flees, and he ends up on the top of a mountain having a conversation with a burning bush. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if a bush is burning and it begins to talk to you, you have options. <laughs> Moses has a conversation with a burning bush. That right there in itself, that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> and he's talking to a burning bush. God is so awesome. I mean, he's just great. I love this. 
conversations, awkward places, the most unorthodox of means to get your attention. I love it. And the conversation, and he, Moses, believe it or not, I've called you, and this is your destiny, and you're going to go let my people, go tell them my people need to know who you are in order, and you're going to free them, and they're going to be free. These are my children, my he Got it. And then here it is, verse 13. And Moses protested. Look, the original protester. And Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask, what is his name? What should I tell them? What's your name? So I'm speaking to you, God burning bush. And I need to tell them who is sending me. So what's your name? And God says, verse 14, what a great response. Moses, you're asking me my name. I am who I am. Thank you for your clarity, God. <laughs> Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent you. I am. I am. Got that part. I am. Moses, I am. Yeah. Isn't there something after the fact? I am that I am. I am is sufficient for now. I am. Two words with the power to activate heaven and disengage hell. I am that I am. Two words affirming existence, being, validating life and securing the now. Not I was, not I will be, but I, I am. Your God is the God of the everlasting now. I am. For you and I, these two words exist as the preface or anticipatory phrase requiring a subsequent nomenclature, adjective, or descriptor. Whew. But to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, to the God of Moses, he neither requires nor does he need any additional descriptor. I am who I am. I am who I am. What's your name? I am. That is God's name given to Moses. I am. I am. The moment you discover that I am, then you discover your I am. Your I am follows that I am. What is your name? I am. I am who I am. I am believing that this is not the year in Jesus' name. You will not label this year the year of COVID or the year of fires or the year of despair or the year of anxiety or the year of fear. No, you can't. I, I, let me reiterate. Do not label this year based on something that came out of the pit of hell. Do, don't name the year based on a lie from the enemy. Meaning if it's some, why would you name this as the year of darkness? You're actually, you're repeating. You're, you're giving it a name. You're, you're speaking into it and you're calling it darkness. I am believing that this is not. And, I, and we're not in denial. We understand we're living in difficult times. But we are God's children. We are light in the midst of darkness. It is our job to say this will not be the year of I was, I will be, I think, I hope or even I aspire this has to be the year of I am I am a child of God I am the righteousness of God I am saved I am delivered I am healed I am called and chosen but more importantly it is the year above all of that I am that I am enables you to articulate your I am and you can't embrace your I am until you know the I am what does this mean what defines you Christ defines us. The I am of God 
defines the I am of Samuel. The I am of Pastor Mercedes. The, the I am of Pastor... It's the I am of God that enables you to say, I am. What defines you? What defines you? You, you are not defined by what you cross. You are defined by what he did on the cross. You are not defined by what surrounds you. You are defined by God's spirit inside of you. You are not defined by your past failures. You are defined by his eternal forgiveness. You are not defined by what you have. You are defined by he who has you. And for all my religious people streaming and those in Sacramento and Los Angeles around the world, get over yourself. You're not defined by what you do for God. You're defined by what God already did for you. That's what defines you. It's the blood of Jesus that defines you. The name of Jesus, the grace of Christ, the love of Christ. It's the holiness of God that defines you. The cross, the empty tomb, the upper room. So when sin, failure, defeat, rejection, when your circumstances and discouragement attempt to define you, don't tolerate it. Rise up and shout, that's not who I am. We need a bunch of people to declare, that's not who I am. When that perpetual victimization mentality tries to envelop you, get out of it and say, that's not who I am. When, when it looks like you're the enemy's punching bag, push back. Man, man, do we ever need a church with love and truth that pushes back. When they try to tell you you can't open up your mouth and praise, that's not who I am. When they try to tell you you can't pray in your house, that's not who I am. I don't bow. I don't succumb. I don't acquiesce. I don't surrender to something that's outside of the word of God. You could try to force it. You can try to obligate me. And you can threaten to imprison me. You could actually take me to prison. But even in prison, I'm going to praise God. Even in prison, I'm going to open up my mouth. Even in prison, I'm going to bow before the throne room of grace and declare this is not who I am. I am free by the blood of the lamb. I am free by the truth of God. God, for he who the sun sets free is free indeed. I love a church that preaches with you. I love that. It's free indeed. That's not who I am. I am who I am says that I am. Let's repeat that real quick. I am who I am says that I am. God defines you and God defends what he defines. Let me repeat that. God defends what he defines. You need to understand what that truly means. If you're living according to the definition of God, in the will of God, the word of God, the way that is God, then he will defend you. He's, he is the quintessential perfect, the, the most amazing attorney, the advocate. Woo! God has your back. God's I am. The I am. So before you open up your mouth and go, I am this, make sure it comes out of that I am. Because if all we preach in church is about who you are, that's just humanism. That's just worshiping self. That is self-absorbed religion. It is psychotherapeutic. It is affirming. It may make you feel good, but it does nothing for your eternity and your purpose. Our definition comes from the reality of Christ. It comes from who Jesus is, the I am of God. Who does God say he is? This is important. If you want to take any notes, good luck with that. Here we go. Here's God's I am. 
These are the different manifestations of the I am of God. Isaiah 43, verse 3, he says, I am your Savior. How many are grateful that he is our Savior? And it's important for me to do this because I have a moral and a biblical obligation to remind our streaming audience, believe it or not, he is your Savior. He is the only way you can be saved. There are not many. There are not even a hand. There's only one. His name is Jesus. It really is. You want eternal life? Jesus. You want new life? Jesus. You want biblical abundant life? Jesus. It's not like Jesus or Harry and No, it's just Jesus. You got that? It's, I am your Savior. I am your deliverer. How many here have been delivered by Jesus, by God? Psalm 18, 2. I am your healer. Exodus 15, 26. If you've experienced the healing grace of God. I am your provider. In, in 2020, how many have seen the provision of God? Philippians 4, 19. I am your protector. Isaiah 48, 17. I am your shalom. Judges 6, 24. I am your glory. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. I am. Go back to the conversation. Moses, burning bush. Ready for this? What's your name, God? Who do I tell him is sending me? I am. Is there anything more beyond that? I am that I am. See, Moses, through the law, it wasn't time yet for the full revelation of the grace dispensation that came about via the vicarious atoning life of Christ. What does that mean, Pastor Sam? Jesus comes along many, many years later, 2,000 years ago, and on seven different occasions, guess who said, I am? Jesus. He finishes. He says, all right, y'all could handle this back when the Moses time, but now this is it. The fullness of grace incarnate. Let me tell you what you couldn't receive or handle before. You just weren't ready. Here's the I am. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. John 6, 35. Bread sustains physical life. Christ offers and sustains spiritual life. I am the light of the world. John 8, 12. To a world lost in darkness, Christ himself is the God. He is the light of the world. I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be edgy or I'm not, I'm not doing this. I just want to remind the world, the light of the world is Jesus. Let me do it one more time for the hearing impaired. The light of the world is Jesus. Hey, cameraman, give me a tight shot. The light of the world is not a political ideology, a politician. It's not a Hollywood star. It's not a social media platform. None of that. It's not a sports athlete. None of that. God bless all of them, by the way. That's not the light of the world. The light of the world is Christ. And then God's children, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, when Jesus is your Lord, you are the light of the world. And a city on a hill cannot be hidden. That's the light that pushes back darkness. I am the door of the sheep. John chapter 10, verse 7 and 9, Jesus protects his followers as shepherds protect their flocks from predators. I am the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty five. 25, death is not the final word for those who are in Christ. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd, John 10, 11 and 14. He is the good shepherd. He's watching over you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6, which means if he is the way, you can never get lost. If he is the truth, the lies of Satan, people, and even yourself will not prevail because he is the truth in your life. 
And if he is the life, your family, faith, and freedom, and favor will live and not die because he is the I am the life. The seventh declaration, I am the true vine. John 15, 1 and 5. When you're attached to Jesus, he will flow in you and through you, and you can't help but to bear fruit. Seven declarations of I am by Jesus. I am. Jesus comes along as I am. On one other occasion, not self-describing, but addressing the timeline. This is critical. There's one more I am that Jesus, which is my, one of my favorites. Great. Has, it's not a descriptor or a nomenclature about his identity. It's about the timing of identity. Let me read it for you. Jesus said, John 8, 58, before Abraham was, they were asking him, what about Abraham? What about Abraham? What about Abraham? What do you know? You weren't Abraham. You're not. Are you great? Are you before? Are you greater than Abraham? Who are you great? You're saying that you're the Messiah. Who? And then he said, hey, this is his quote. Who? Before Abraham was, I am. Oh, you missed it. Before Abraham was, not I was. Before Abraham was, I am. Do you know what this means? I don't want to preach hard, but I'm going to have to. Please forgive me, because you can't help but to preach now. It means that before you got sick, he was already your healer. This is for somebody right now. Before you fell, he was already your restorer. Before you sinned, he was already your redeemer. Before you were an addict, he was already your deliverer. Before Abraham was, I am. How many understand that? Before you fell down, he was already picking you up. Before Abraham was, I am. If you are grateful that he is the God of the everlasting now, that he is the same, he is the Alpha and the Omega, he is the beginning and the end, he is the author and the consumer, he is the I am of your family, of your home, of your marriage, of your ministry, of your health, of your finances, of your destiny. How many are grateful that we serve the I am? before stand with me some of yours stand with me if you're at home stand with me before Abraham hey before anything I am hey God you don't know me before I used to come to church oh yes I do Lord and then we say crazy stuff like we say stuff like this church speakies like I remember when I met Jesus Jesus finally met me at the altar of my life, like he never knew me when I was jacked up and discombobulated. And then Jesus says, before you even came up, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. You think God is a reactive God? You think God is reactive? Like he doesn't know what you're going to do next. Like he hasn't already. Before you jump out of the boat because of the storm and fall in the lake, the lifesaver's already there. But you only activate it when you embrace the fullness of what Christ did on the cross. Let me close here.
If you're grateful that you're serving the I am, raise one hand. If you can say without any hesitation, I am who I am, says that I am. Raise both hands. When you discover God's I am, then you go to yours. As you stand and as you're streaming around the world, let me encourage you to stand with me. Are you ready for this? Here it is. I'm just going to go through this. It's going to take me as you stand, and then I'm going to let you go. But here it is. Here's your I am now. Discovering your identity is a prerequisite for the fulfillment of your destiny. Don't talk about destiny if you don't have identity. I, discovering your identity is a prerequisite for the fulfillment of your destiny. One more time. Destiny, destiny, and you don't know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you will never understand where God is taking you to. Your destiny and your identity are intertwined. There is no destiny about identity. So if you're still confused about who you are, get out of that confusion right now in the name of Jesus. When you know who he is, then you discover who you are. When you know where he is, you'll discover where you are. I'm going to tell you who you are according to scripture. I'm going to make it legal, chapter and verse. When you discover that I am, then you can say, I am who I am says that I am. Therefore, I am a child of God. Romans 8, 16. I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, that right there. That's worth the price of admission right there. Psalm 107, verse 2. I am forgiven. How many are grateful you're forgiven? Colossians 1, 13 and 14. I am saved by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8. I am justified. Romans 5, 1. I am sanctified. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. I am a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Partaker of his divine nature. 2 Peter 1, 4. I am delivered from all the powers of darkness. Colossians 1.13. That one needs to be repeated. I am delivered from all the powers of darkness. I'm going to do that one more time. Darkness has no hold on you. Darkness has no hold on your mind, your actions, your interactions, your reactions. You are delivered from all the powers of darkness. Colossians 1.13. You are led. You are led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8.14. I am free from all bondage. John 8.36. I am, I am, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might, Ephesians 6, 10. I am, a, I am an heir to all the blessings of Abraham. Yeah, favor's not fair. Galatians, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. I am blessed coming in. And I am blessed coming out. Deuteronomy 28, verse 6. Remember that. We as Christians, we don't go through the COVID-19 pandemic. We don't go through the situations. We grow through them and we are blessed. We somehow have to end up more blessed. I am the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 28, 13. I am more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 37. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Revelation 12, 11. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Talking about the walking dead, you are a Holy Ghost-empowered zombie. Let me explain what that means. You are dead, and yet you're walking and you're talking because your, your old you is dead. The flesh you is dead. The failing you and the sinful you is dead. I am crucified with Christ. 
nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in this flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I am who I am says that I am and anything counter to that I rejected I am not a victim for life I am not the devil's punching bag I am and oh one little religious correction for other folk stop saying this when you're greedy and I know it, it seems really humble when you tell people I'm a sinner that is saved by grace grammatically speaking I'm a little bit just say anal about continuity regarding the English vernacular thank God for Jeffrey Chaucer ladies and gentlemen you just can't say I am a sinner saved by grace it's a contradictory statement you're allowed to say I was a sinner but now I am saved by grace but you can't be both a present sinner at the same time saved by grace no because the moment the blood of Jesus washes you the Bible says you're no longer that you are, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, the righteousness of God. I am. I'm really done now. I'm not kidding. Are there any questions? I am the righteousness of God, the apple of God's eyes. I am blessed and highly favored. I am saved and not lost. I am who God says I am. I am. I am. I am. I have my identity. I have, a, I have a global entry card because of my travels prior to COVID. I travel extensively around the world. You have your, your it's like a TSA on steroids. It is. And you go, George knows this because he travels with me. And I feel bad for, you know, they just, as a pastor, I feel bad for George because I, I, I cut, eh, he doesn't have one. Um, but I feel bad. I'm, I'm willing to pay for it, but it's just terrible. The process is just, and so my global, because of my ID, I travel around the world. I don't, I'm not the guy that takes off the shoes and the belt and whatever else they make you take off now. Because I have this thing that enables me to go fast track. So even in customs, that's a great thing. Coming back, lines are, rear line, they'll come in from New Zealand, Australia, Europe. People line up and I look at George, I go, George, deuces, I'll see you in an hour. It sounds cruel. I try to get him through the process. And... So I just go, I'm out. I, I just go, right, everybody's lined up and they're all waiting in line because I have my ID. That's all I, I'm not paying money. I'm not bribing anyone. I'm not, I don't have to, all, my ID gives me access to bypass the bureaucracy and to get to places quicker. You're gonna get it in a second. Some of you are waiting in the back of the line because you don't know who you are. And the moment you discover who you really are in Jesus, Oh, goodness, you no longer have to be in that cumbersome bureaucratic line. You want, I know who I am. I am a child of God. I need the church to stand up and act like you know who you are. We can't act like we're subordinates. We can't act like whatever the world says, whatever culture, whatever government may say, the church acquiesces and we follow suit. And, and, the, and the government and culture say, do jumping jacks. And the church is doing jumping jacks. No, your identity demands that you take the lead and you go ahead. And everyone else follows you. The church should take the lead. The church should take the lead. 
How do we bring the nation together? The church, the church of Jesus. We're permitting others to cut in front of us when we have an ID that gives us access to be in front of the line. So rediscover, recover your true identity. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Jeremiah 1.15. He knew you before he formed you. Wow, before he formed you, he knew you. Your formation was a consequence of his knowledge of you. Psalm 139.13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. He did that. He knows you. So walk with the identity knowing that it's God. His I am activates your I am. Heavenly Father, right now, in Sacramento and Los Angeles and around the world, this message is about our true identity. I will never discover who I am unless I know who you are. There is no Samuel Rodriguez without Jesus. The real me is found in you. My purpose, my passion, and my promise in you, in who you are, in what you did on the cross, in forgiving my sins and setting me free from eternal condemnation, from the works of the enemy, and setting me free from myself. You saved me, not just from death and hell, you saved me from me. You gave me eternal life, new life and abundant life. My identity is in you. So Lord, I'm never gonna open up my mouth and say, I am giving up. I can't do that because my I am comes from that I am. So all I can say is, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength because I am an overcomer through Jesus. My vocabulary changes now. My way of thinking about me, those that surround me, my family, and my destiny because I am who I am says that I am. In Jesus' name. If you come in agreement and make that prayer your own, Give them one more clap offering, and that's, that's your affirming closing act. Can I just take one and a half more minutes of your time? Can you repeat after me? Say, Heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. On the third day, he resurrected to give me eternal life, new life, and abundant life. There is no other way but Jesus. In Jesus' name, I am saved.